So, uh, man, how uh, how have you been? It's the uh, the world's going crazy right now with the uh, the pandemic and everything going on right now in the United States. How uh, how are you doing? How has quarantine treated you and the family? Um, it's it's pretty much good. I'm alive, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm one up on a Super Mario game with that one. So I, I can't I can't complain there. I, I was able to I was able to fight uh, again. So that's another that's another one up. So. Um, like my business was shut down for a little bit with reopening and stuff. So we're just getting back in that. So I'm counting my blessings, man. I can't complain about it. Like I said, a lot of people are doing a lot worse. So yeah, I'm, I'm just making sure I'm counting my blessings. Yeah. I'm up in Canada. So it's, uh, everything got locked down and it's still locked down essentially. So, uh, really? yeah, I can't do a whole lot. They, op- they just opened up like regular gyms now, but you have like an hour long window to get there. So if you want to yeah. shower and stuff and like, it's, it's, pain man it's awful so by the time you get there and stuff you have like half an hour to do stuff and then you gotta leave really see like yeah. they, they they opened up the gyms here like pretty open you do kind of do like you spoke you're supposed to wear masks my mma gyms reopened uh i just have people like where it's like a whole bunch of hand sanitizer just spraying everything every day and spraying stuff if someone goes out of town to like a uh a covid 19 hot spot i'm like yo don't come in for two weeks, <laughs> you know, what I mean, go quarantine or go get tested or whatever, like, you know, so we're just kind of keeping it in that sense. Yeah, I mean, you've uh, you had a very successful performance. What What is it now? A week and a couple of days away? Yeah, um, like yeah. a week, two days. So walk me through that finish. I mean, super impressive. I thought he was going to I thought he was going to be the grappler going into it. Um, he, he ducked low. He went straight for the neck. And seconds later, you got your hand raised. Um, yeah. How does it feel, first of all, and, and walk us through that finish? Yeah, man. I mean, like, I, I, everyone else is surprised. Again, it, it comes down to it. Everyone else is sitting over there like caveman SpongeBob or looking on around and shit. I'm like, well, I knew that was going to happen. Like, that was my plan. I told my coach, I'm like, if he shoots on me, I'm going to fucking guillotine him because, like, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna shoot because I'm punching him. He's not gonna shoot like and set it up. He's gonna shoot because he's getting punched and he's gonna be desperately shooting. And that's what I do when people desperately shoot. I guillotine them. I'd like to uh, formally apologize because when you made your debut, I thought you were going to lose. Uh, yeah, you and a whole bunch of people. Y'all last, all sitting there like, what the fuck is this, dude? Last, and, last weekend. Everyone said that. Everyone was like, I think there was like people from Pittsburgh. And that's it. That's why the betting odds were so damn high. And Pittsburgh made a whole bunch of fucking money. <laughs> yep. Last, last weekend. I was like, oh, Luis Pena is going to win, and he did not. So uh, I'd like to apologize, <laughs> man, and it'll be the last time that happens. So uh, <laughs> people are like, listen, it's okay. I'm new. It, the, the odds, like, I'm, it's like fucking Hunger Games. The odds are not in my fucking favor. It's just not. Like, I'm older. These guys are younger. They have way, they all, they have, like, um, uh, Pena has, like, three, three, two finishes in the UFC, his only two losses were by split decision. He had never been he had never been finished in his pro career. And then they look at me and they're like, oh, this motherfucker's old. He trains out of his little personal gym he has in Pittsburgh. He doesn't train with any UFC fighters. Pena was training at AKA. Then he's got American top Trail. This guy's gonna get fucking smurder. And I get it. <laughs> Once you calculate and you look at it, you're just like, yeah. unless you really look at the opponents that I fought and the people that I fought and how I fought, and you wouldn't really understand. You'd just be like, oh, this guy's like six years older than him. Like the average 
55 or is 27, yeah. that's when you start hitting your strategy when you're 27. Then, like, you're 30, 32, you're kind of, like, maxing out. 33, it's like, oh, yeah, 33, 33, 34, 35. It's like you're kind of getting to the end of your career at 155. But for me, um, yeah, it's different. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a Martian. I'm not too sure. But I, yeah, I, I'm lot, pretty sure. I'm a, like, lot of people don't, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, you're 18 and 6 now, right? 18? 18 wins? 16 6. 16, 16 and 6. Sorry, I'm just adding two on. Uh, I'm predicting the future. I'm predicting the future. Uh, so 16 and 6, but four of the four losses you have outside of the UFC, four of those guys were in the UFC. Right? Yeah. Your second second or third fight was against Paul Felder. Like, that's crazy. Bailey Quarantillo, um, Matt Bissette, Bissette. I mean, you've got you fought some high-level guys. Right. Uh, so was there ever a time where you were like outside the UFC, outside looking in, being like, man, all these guys that I fought, the guys I've lost to, they're getting the shot. When's my time going to come? Uh, yeah, I was sitting there hating, drinking. Like, I'm going to shit on these motherfuckers when I get there. <laughs> like, I'm going to shit on these dudes. As soon as I get there, I'm going to fucking eat these motherfuckers. I swear to God, that's how it was. Like, at my last fight, before I got before I got signed by the UFC, you can look online. You'll find it's me versus Adam Moore. He had, he had just fought Bellator and stuff. I just I knocked him out in the third round. And I remember I sit at in my interview. I'm like, I'm watching these fights. I'm watching a whole bunch of bum ass motherfuckers. And I just because that's how it is. Like I would be sitting there watching these fights. Like he's fucking trash. He's fucking trash. He has no heart. He's trash. He doesn't want to fight. He's trash. He's an athlete, no fighter. He's not athletic. He just fine. I'm just written on his watch. These guys like garbage, 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 trash, garbage. He's good. Garbage, garbage. And that's just, and that's how I watch it would frustrate the shit out of me. Like, I just go down and then I'd prepare for another fight and then I'd fight and then I'd talk some more shit and I'd call some people out online, talk about them while they're fighting and shit. Then you fight again. And now I'm here. And I'm like, all right, cool. But like, it's, it's taking me two fights for people. Like, oh, this motherfucker's crazy. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> now, now I'm like kind of running with it. Now, like, like, uh, like Pena's right. Uh, Luis is cool as fuck. But he yeah. did. He kind of like he didn't downplay me. But he said I was expecting somebody a little higher up in the UFC with more UFC experience and stuff. I'm like, don't get it twisted. UFC experience doesn't mean shit. I have fight experience combat experience like that's dangerous when you fight a guy who's who's been around a while like that's yeah. that's a, it's a dangerous i'm like um i mean like i'm like, I'm like yeah man it's just coming to this point like it's it's just it's 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 different and for like i said and i i understand why people really didn't see me and expect me to win it and now Motherfuckers like, oh, you're gonna fucking run through that. I'm like, yo, chill, dog. <laughs> Let me fucking get some fights in. Call out this motherfucker and start winning the top 15. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm gonna get there on my on my nice smooth time, even though I don't have a lot of time because I'm older, but I'm not look, I'm looking to freaking get fights according to my payroll. I tell people all the time. I'm not fighting the top 15 guys if he can make 10 times when I'm making. And get we're both gonna get fucked up because the top fifteen guy. There's no way around it. Yeah. Is there a? Uh, I mean, after your fight, I was like, first name that came to mind was someone else who looked super impressive was Jim Miller. I was like, oh my god, could you imagine? Uh, another veteran, amazing guy. But is there another name that comes to mind off the top of your your head, or are you just whoever they throw at me? No. Nah, again, Jim. How long has Jim Miller been in the UFC? 
He's been in the UFC forever. Forever. <laughs> that means he's on like his third contract. So Jim Miller's probably making $80,000 to show and $80,000 to win. You know how much I made for my last fight? I'll tell you because the shit's all over the place. 14 to 14. I'm not fighting that motherfucker. He's making like that's not happening. Like, no, dude. The risk and reward. What's the risk and reward for me? Like, unless I win it, I can get his fucking purse. If I can't win, if I can't win and get his purse, what good does it take me to fight somebody that's been around for that long? Unless they say, Oh, you win this fight and we'll give you uh 70% pay raise. And then instead, I'm gonna do my proper dues and built my way, built my career up smartly and make money and then get then get to those fights and take those fights when it's necessary. Um and that's the big thing. I'm like, why? What does it benefit me? If I yeah. beat like the good the big thing is people are like, oh it gets you closer to the title. Do you know how many motherfuckers there are at 155? Like Jim Miller is in the Jim Miller is in the top 15. Like he's not like yeah. Drew Dober just hit the top 15. He's on like a four fight win streak or some shit. Like there's too many motherfuckers at 155, so the actual time it takes to get to the title, there's no need to, for me to be fighting guys that are making way more money than me. And then I'm out there putting like we're we're in the pain business, and so my my body is literally my 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 work. So I'm not like a fight with Jim Miller is going to be war. I was like I'm like that's going to be fucking hard. It's going to be it's going to be wear and tear on my body preparing for it. Then it's going to the fight itself is going to be wear and tear for like almost. For thirty grand, if I win, the fuck out of here. When he getting on two hundred grand, nah, I'm cool, man. I'd rather fight somebody that's like has two UFC fights. I mean, shit, Pena made twice as much as I did, mm-hmm. and, he, and he only has six UFC fights. So I'm like, no, I'm gonna fight fights accordingly. Unless they're willing to pay more money, I'm gonna fight fights accordingly. And there's a bunch of guys. I mean, there's a shit ton of fifty fighters <laughs> I can just fight accordingly. Just fight them, and then once I get through my second contract and they start pushing you forward then i'll start taking on proper fights for the proper amount of money yeah you're at lightweight i mean there's there's so many options there. there's hundreds of fights there's like a thing a hundred and some fighters i think there's a hundred hundred and thirty seven fighters like so why why would i go to, oh let me jump right to this guy so i can get right to the front like that's not how it happens then guys be not fighting guys and not doing it there's too many fucking people at the top of 155 what was it like competing in an empty arena i mean i'm sure I'm sure you. I mean, you've you've had so many fights, but I'm sure that one had to be unusual. It probably felt more like a like a sparring session rather than a fight. Did and it didn't, because once you start to hit me, it pisses me the fuck off. So once I get hit, I know I'm in a like like the minute I'm in the back and I start hitting my coaches and I start. I, so like I have an interesting thing. I have a head coach. His name is Dan. Is that's his real government name? But I call him Master White Fang, and he has like calves. His, his thigh goes all the way down to his foot. His leg is just really thick. Like, he's really dense. His calves are like, look like, th- look like my thighs. Seriously. His calves look like my thighs. So, me and him, he's been my he's been my head coach for a minute now. He's missed a couple of fights, but he, but he wasn't able to come to this fight because he actually planned a vacation with his family, and I like, didn't want to mess that all up. So, I'm like, I might just go on your vacation. I'm like, I'll take my other two coaches, my, my, head, MMA, my head MMA coach, Dave Sachs, and my boxing coach, Chris Williams, I took both of them. But um, normally when I get ready for fights, I kick him like raw, like no shin pads, no anything. I kick his legs. I kick his stomach. I put the kicks right on him, shin, raw shin against his bone, against his thighs and stuff. And he takes it. He's just a, he, the dent, he's just a thick motherfucker. I was in the back fucking up my other coaches because <laughs> they, they ain't used to that. 
and and they know like when I'm getting ready for a fight and the girl and I'm, I'm doctor I'm kick, and soon as I start kick I just start kicking people for real like I'm out there and I think my brain starts registering I'm kicking I'm kicking I'm kicking I'm punching I'm punching the chest like I'll hit the patch and then I want to hit something real I'll tell them I need to hit something real like a person a body I need to get that feeling in my brain so my brain starts releasing the proper proper like chemicals to let me know I'm in a fight and I go and I go and then my uh my wrestling coach. And my head MMA coach, Dave Sachs, is a short little guy. And we start grappling. And there's a video. It's actually a video they use, like, preparing for the fight. They're like, up oh, next, come on. And I'm grappling with him. And I'm, like, shoving his face. And he was like, dude, that's, you're so freaking violent. Like, like, But he was like, he like, I told him, like, go harder. We were going extremely hard. And, like, that's, that's how I know I'm ready for a fight. So they're like, if you touch me, like, I don't like to be touched before fights. I don't, I don't like this. I don't smack hands on the way down before fights. Because in my head, I'm, like, sparking off. Like, everything's zapping off. I'm like a fucking super saiyan. If you touch me the wrong way, I'll start spazzing the fuck out. So I'm like, I don't smack my hands in the way out. I like to stay in the zone all the way till I get there because I'm charging up. When I get in the rage, it's like, time to go. It, it's funny because you hear the complete contrast. Like, guys, for example, like Mike Perry, who will be dancing their way to the octagon, dancing what they get once they get there. I'm like, how are you preparing for a fight if you're just – dancing right right before like, it makes I, no like, so i get i get that like I, I i like i've had fights where i come out fun but i'm so zoned in i just don't like to be touched like i don't like to be because i'm like harnessing i'm like harnessing energy the whole time like if i'm taking in that like my first ufc fight i came out to drink god's plan and i was excited but i didn't want i didn't really want to touch anybody i'm like sucking in energy i'm taking it i'm taking it, i'm taking energy i'm taking energy i don't really want to like let any of it out by being touched until i get down to Coach just smacked me to wake me up and get me get me back into the cage. Was there a, was there any nerves going into that UFC debut? I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my god!" On your UFC debut, it's so nerve nerve wracking. You seemed very calm when I rewatched it. Yeah, unfortunately there wasn't. And then this last fight, there were no nerves again. So I'm like, maybe I'm just like a freaking serial killer or some shit. <laughs> I don't get nervous, but I I got nervous in my 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 last local fight that I fought, I was almost nervous that I threw up before the fight. Like, my, my the one before I fought Devontae, three weeks before I fought Devontae, I was so fucking nervous. Like, my 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 family was there. Like, I had all my gym. Everybody was there. I was the main event. Everyone's there. I'm supposed to win. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to throw up. And I went out there, but like, I had to, like, really get into my zone to come out to it. Like, but, I, like, my walkout song has a lot to do with me also like zoning in on my way on my way out there so like i'll come out i've come out to like everything from stevie wonder to rihanna i mean i've like picked everything like my my, my last walk song, i came out to jay-z before that i came out uh um like i said i came out to drake for my first fight and before that i came out to freaking um damian marley welcome to jam rock so i mean like every my songs like my songs has a, there's a reason for me picking my song because they're just releasing certain things i know how i'm going to feel and like that's why i pick welcome to jam because that's that's like it's relaxing but it's also like in your fucking face i knew i was going to be nervous for that fight so i wanted to put a song that relaxed me but also make me make sure i'm in the zone at the same time so that all comes into helping me chill out and properly focus on the fight. Going into this last fight, there was a you're getting Michael Johnson. There's so many names up in the air. Was there ever a point where you were like, "Look, man, I, I just need I need a full training camp. I, I need an opponent, and so I can focus on that opponent." Or were you just at that point just being no, like, "Man, give me anybody." 
after, when the pandemic started, my manager said, you're going to get a fight on three weeks notice. That's the, all they're drinking the people. So I'm like, all right. So he shot me Pena. He shot, he shot me Louise. And I'm like, of course I would get the fucking six foot four fucking dude. <laughs> who like, no, no one's been training with a six foot four southpaw with fucking long legs and fucking likes to take people. Like, yeah, who the fuck's been training with this guy? But luckily... Um, I got the, um, my my main training partner is a fast southpaw, so I was able to really get some help. But then I got some really tall guys out here that I box with, and some tall guys. They're not um, they can switch to go south. They switch to bring southpaw and give me some work and stuff. So because I was um, because I go with southpaw, a lot of my traps and stuff are set up for southpaws and orthodox. I can go good with with any of them. Because my main training, my main training partner is a southpaw, so it made it easier. That fight wasn't like, oh, he's a southpaw. I'm so confused. I was just like, hey, it's a southpaw. It's a cool name. It's cool for certain things. I was talking to um, I was talking to Drakkar Close earlier today, a fellow UFC lightweight, and one of the things he said because he's he, he's he's awesome, man. He was he was unbelievable to talk to. But uh, he he's he's in Arizona. He's got a small training camp there. One of the things I asked him was like, has there ever been a thought to like go to an ATT or AKA. And this is a good example where if there's a, if you're matched up with a guy like Luis Pena, there's so many more resources at an ATT, but you don't get the hands-on that you would at a smaller camp. So, yeah. so what, I mean, what are the pros and cons, I guess, of, of training at a, at a smaller camp? And has there ever been a thought of maybe doing like a training camp at a big one? Um, no, my biggest thing is, I consider myself, I know, I'm a, I'm a world-class striker. I'm an elite world-class striker. And in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we have some of the highest-ranked wrestlers in the world. So I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to go anywhere. I'm a world-class striker. I have at least four or five really good, great strikers that I can like put in, put in and work with me. And then I have some of the best grapplers in the world. I have, D, I have D1 wrestlers. I can walk to every fucking gym and there's like at least three D1 wrestlers with their fucking big ass ears and shit and they just hold you onto the floor and like they're black belts and they're this and that and they're like the guys are doing worlds and so I'm like so for me I I'd rather take precision over 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 comfortability of getting different looks and stuff. I can I can I can go with amateurs and get different looks. I just tone my skill down and then look for the certain, like, that's what my head coach makes me do. He makes me go with everyone. He, like, tells me to work certain things. You're only doing this. You're only looking for this. You're only working for this because this is what they do good. Let's let's work on what they do good and try to make it bad. You know what I mean? Don't just do what you do naturally and make it and just win. Don't just look to win. I don't win every round of sparring. Like, I make sure I don't win every round of sparring. I try to beat my opponent at what they're doing, but I don't try to just win the round. Like, I'm not just here to win the round. Like, now there's certain guys that I'm in there, like, I'm just trying to, I just have to just fight because we're, like, trying to kill each other. But if I'm going with someone that doesn't have my skill set, then I just look, I look, I look to, like, set up different traps in my head and different ways to do things and, like, play to their skill set. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this guy likes to play inside. All right, this whole round, I'm going to work everything inside. Everything's going to be inside. Everything's going to be, like, you know what I mean? This guy likes to push me backwards. All right, cool. This round, I'm only going to push forward. I'm only going to force him to like to be pushing at me. So I just can just, and you can do that and you can, and I, you can grab from anyone. Cause like anyone can, anyone can be dangerous if you allow them to be dangerous. Yeah. That's just what I do. I just force myself to allow people to be dangerous. And then I pick up certain things. And then when I want to implement my plan, I can put it and see how my plan works when I'm a, in someone else's 
like field of expertise when it comes to striking. When it comes to grappling, I just have, like I said, there's a ton of motherfuckers I could just work with whenever. I got my my, my head coach, Dave Sachs, he's freaking phenomenal on the ground. He's trained at AKA, I mean, he's, he trained at American Top Team. He trained out with Curtis Blades out in, out in freaking uh, Chicago. He's been all around the world. He's trained, he's phenomenal, like high level wrestler. And then I have D1 wrestlers here, D1 wrestler there, D1 black belt, black belt. I can get, I can get high level guys to do that stuff, guys that do that. So I'm, I'm not worried about being able to do that. So right now, it really in the lightweight division, I don't think anyone, I don't really see anyone that can give me major, major problems. I watch a lot of fighting, like I watch all types of fighting, boxing, high level kickboxing. That's the thing a lot of MMA fighters don't do is they don't watch kickboxing, and I can tell when they fucking fight because they do stupid shit. And I'm like, you don't watch kickboxing. I watch high level Muay Thai. I watch. High level kickboxing. I mean, I watch high level American kickboxing. I watch uh, I watch every type of every form of striking. I watch boxing. I watch old boxing videos. I like to steal and I steal shit from people. I steal shit that makes it that kind of adds and adds the play to me and stuff like. I was a big fan of Israel and the Sawyer's way before he came to the UFC when he was kickboxing. And I I remember when he when he finally started doing MMA. I was like, oh shit, he's trying out MMA. It was kind of cool that he made it to the UFC. So I've been. I consider myself to be a student of striking, not of kickboxing, not of boxing, not of a student of strike. I want to learn how to strike at the highest levels of high, and I want to be able to do stuff that most people can't do. And I think in my fights, that's what makes it so difficult. Like I don't do the basic stuff. And then I do do the basic stuff. <laughs> but I think it's like I, I can like change up rhythm. And like I said something in my pre-fight meeting with Dominic Cruz, and he was like, um, so what's your plan? I'm like, I'm gonna get in his chest. And uh, and uh, who was it? Um, Michael Bisbee was like, Oh, does that mean you're gonna grapple with him? I'm like, no, no, no. I means I'm gonna get in his, I'm gonna get in his chest in the way of he's six foot four. So I'm gonna find myself in the medium range. I can't be out and I can't be too deep. I have to be in the everything I do has to be in the medium range. I have to move my head to make him miss punches. Once he starts to miss punches, then he won't be confident throwing his punches out. Anytime you fight someone that's longer than you, you have to move your head and make them miss punches. Once they miss punches, then you take away their natural ability to feel comfortable. It's like punching a double in ball. You miss four punches, you don't feel comfortable about it. Now I'm going to beat you to the target. And that's basically what I did in the punching. It was like my, my, my head coach was like two seconds into the fight. I knew we were completely safe because he goes, he punched, you punch, he punched, you double punch, he punched, you hit, he punched, you hit again. And then he's looking like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I'm, tra- I'm trying. And, and like, and that's the thing. He's like, I'm training at this big name gym. I seen, I'm like, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it all. Like you said, you don't have someone telling you like, okay, this guy's going to change the tempo. I change tempo of fights midway through fights. I can pick up, deescalate, pick up and deescalate on purpose with the conscious brain, not just like, cause I'm doing that, I'm doing it consciously, like knowing what I'm doing, knowing how to increase the tempo, knowing how to decrease the tempo, knowing how to draw you in this stuff, knowing how to make you step certain ways, knowing when you don't feel comfortable. I'm seeing how you react. I'm seeing how you, how you faint. I'm seeing what you do when I faint. I'm, seeing, I'm doing, and I'm doing all this all while I'm fighting and I'm looking straight at you. I'm never taking my eyes and I'm never looking for a takedown. That's the scary part. Most people in MMA are always punching to set up takedowns. I'm not punching to set up. I'm punching to knee you, kick you, or punch you in the face again. And when people realize that, it's really scary. You're like, oh, this guy's here to fucking fight, fight. And, you're like, oh. and it's scary. So then they start shooting. 
Like, if you watch my fight, my coach starts screaming in the first round, he's already shooting. He goes, he's already shooting. He goes, we've all, he like, we've already done it. We've already forced a shot. He, yeah. We've already forced a takedown level. So I knew, even if he got even if he got my back in the second round, I knew I'm like, all I have to do is get back up because I'm going to be able to get him because I know we, how he's going to be shooting now. He's going to be reaching out long. I'll be able to stuff and take his neck. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I had that planned out. Like, I had five or six different ways for me to finish the fight, and that was just one of them, just because the things that he does and things that I do and me making him respond to certain things. I think, like you mentioned, like, I think studying other, like, Glory, watching Glory, watching uh, Muay Thai, watching all these other things goes a long way. Like, one, one of the biggest, greatest examples I like to look at is the Sage Northcott fight when he went to 1FC, right? Everyone was like, oh, he's going to steamroll Cosmo. No, no, it's not. World class, like the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but and that's the thing. The biggest thing with MMA gyms is MMA gyms. I I I spar with pro boxers. Yeah, like one of my main sparring partners is Bill Hutchinson. Like my, my main sparring partner, I get work with him in. Um, is Bill Hutchinson? He's like uh, eighteen and two as a pro boxer. He has a he has a world um, title fight coming up. I train with other pro boxers or like um. 12 and three or 12 and one, another guy that's set, um, seven and oh, like, and I, and I don't just, I don't just get in there and survive. I like put, give them the fucking work and they give me the work and we, and we do it. And I get comfortable under pressure. A lot of MMA fighters don't get comfortable under pressure. They only, they, they like MMA grappling is the way to stop the pressure. So what do you do when that guy steps back and keeps punching? Or what do you do when that guy starts kicking? I mean, like I, I, I try to train with pro kickboxers. Like, I do rounds where we're not allowed to grapple all the time. Like, no, there's no fucking grappling. We're only kickboxing, so now you have to fuck. I mean, like, every MMA, every, everybody knows people just, we just grapple, right? Everyone just grapples. Everyone just wrestles. No one just, like, it's hard for me, but, oh, yo, we're only kickboxing. They're like, oh, well, I can't grapple? No, motherfucker. We're only kickboxing. So you have to get used to, like, getting kickboxed. So eventually you're going to run into that guy who's going to sprawl, who's going to throw you the middle finger, he's going to tell you he wants to punch your face in, that's what Justin Gaethje does. He just breaks people because they're just not used to that. And then he keeps the pace high. He applies pressure and he stays in their chest. And most people be trying to shoot on him. He's sprawling. He's still punching. They're looking around and he's just in your, he's in your dick hole the whole time. It's like a very irritating feeling. And it's once, you know, once you get that, you're calculating, you're moving forward and you're doing that and you're doing, you break people. You break them before their bodies break. You break them mentally. And I, that's what I like to do on opponents. Another guy who's very much like Justin Gaethje, where he's in your face, he's gonna fight every time. Is fighting this weekend? Jorge Masvidal steps yes. up on six days' notice. Uh, what's your thoughts on a Jorge Masvidal being the baddest motherfucker in the world, stepping up and flying to the other side of the world uh, and fighting for a title? And second, um, what's your opinion on the fight? Who do you think wins it? I mean, Jorge, Jorge Masvidal has been actually another fighter that I've been stealing shit from for a long time. <laughs> my, me and my, my, you, my, my head coach will tell you, we've been watching Masvidal since he was in W, since he was in um, Strike Force. He actually fought one of my old teammates, uh, Justin Wilcox, in Strike Force. That was a close fight. But Masvidal's all, he's been a fighter, fighter. That's why my coach, that's why my coach, my head coach started to watch him and like take stuff. He goes, dude, this is, he's this guy's kind of like you. He, he fights. Like, yes, he's a boxer, he's a kickball, he fights. First and first and foremost, he's a fighter. And that's like that's my mentality of how I fight. Um, as for him taking up this fight on short notice, 
I'm pretty sure they they coughed him up a whole bunch. Again, we're in the fight business, and our body is the way that we do business. So they coughed him up some good money. So he, he probably like jumped at the opportunity. Now, as for the fight, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm it, like I said, Masvidal is my man. He's been my man for a man. He's BMF. But Masvidal has had the right three fights. He's had the right three fights. He had Nate Diaz, who had been off for a while. Then he got out Nate Diaz, and he also got tired in that fight. He got tired. Nate Diaz was making him tired with his face. <laughs> He's kicking Nate and elbow, and Nate, and Nate just keep coming. He was getting tired from Nate Diaz's face. Uh, he fucked up uh, my man, Ben Askren, uh, uh, and then he knocked out uh, Till. As Till was cutting too much weight. I know something about that. I used to cut to 45. I get touched in the head and I fucking go. I go back. No, not enough fluids around your brain. Before that, he lost Stephen Boy Wonder Boy. And then he beat Cowboy. I think he beat one more. Then he lost before that. I just think he has the right three. He has the right three fights lined up. I, I think it'll be a hard fight for Master for um Usman at first. I don't know. I think Usman gets a hold of that motherfucker. <laughs> like Usman's been training for a whole has a whole full training camp. Like you don't really I mean, like I mean, I would jump at the opportunity, yes. And is he he's a BMF for doing it? Hell yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's all cool. That's all cool. But then it's like, yeah, you a bad motherfucker, you a shit. Yeah, you you can go, oh shit, y'all drink your party, you got your pink robe and shit, oh, fly, fly. And then they're like, oh shit, you gotta fight this Nigerian psychopath who's been training. For with Justin Gaethje and him up in Denver for the past month and a half, and this motherfucker's pissed off because he don't like you. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a scary shit. Don't get me wrong, Masvidal can always go in there. He's like I say, he's a fighter, fighter. That's a known fact. He can go in there and do what he needs to do. But Usman's a fucking problem, dude. That dude's a problem. Like he, he's a serious problem. And and what he showed in his last fight is he don't give a fuck when he. Toby Cousins just stayed on his ass. He stayed on. They didn't even shoot no takedowns. They're punching shit. Like, and the simple fact that he can shoot a takedown and slow the fight down and drag Oops, drag Masvidal in the late rounds where he's like gasping for air. That's hard, dude. Like, it's hard. And like, how, many, how much weight does he have to cut? 20 pounds. That's not bad. That's, if, if, that, if that's it. So I was thinking today, I was like, yo, UFC is a business. I was talking to my one man. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if 20 years from now it comes out, this shit was all planned. <laughs> I'm like, UFC is a business. They know why it's cool with Vince McMahon. You know, Vince McMahon can be like, yo, I'm telling you how to make your sales go up. You get one fight, you cancel fight, you put in those two who hate each other. People are saying that fight should happen in the first place, then it happens. Everybody's going to buy the pay-per-views. I'm not saying it's true, but nowadays... Conspiracy theories are all true now. Everyone's conspiracy theories are all over the fucking place. So I'm like, I'll scratch my head the other day. I'm like, I can see this shit being being, being a setup from the get-go. And Masvidal was already ready to go. And he's ready and he's ready. And like, and it could just be that. Or my man could have tested positive and I could just be making shit up. <laughs> don't quote me. I don't, want my, I don't want motherfuckers to see this freaking interview and be like, Yo, fucking come on, said yo. I ain't trying to get fired from my fucking job. Don't be going. <laughs> I'm saying this. It might be. I'm just. I'm in. I'm in my conspiracy theory box right now. 
I also said the same thing when Connor threw that dolly. I was like, that's fake. That's yeah, all. It's all it's, it's, there's a whole that everything is like it's about money. It's about like you don't know. And when you sit back and you're like, oh, it's kind of like watching reality TV. I'm like, that shit's not fucking real. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like and that that shit ruined me when I found that like dating shows like The Fifth Wheel and shit. None of that was real. I was like, I've been watching this shit forever and it's not even fucking real. What the fuck? <laughs> Piss me off. <laughs> uh, good. It's actually, it's actually a very good point. I never really thought about Fight Island potentially being this whole, like, you know, it's all been planned. All these fights have been planned for months, but they're going to make it. It's actually not, not a bad point. <laughs> it's a business. I'm not saying the fights are fixed, but I'm saying, like, the whole yeah. way that they play out. Because right now I'm, I'm seeing, um, like, uh, I, I, everything's just... It's the it's the fight that everyone wanted and they this, couldn't get, and then at the last minute you're being satisfied with it, so everyone's gonna fucking buy the pay per view and stuff. So I'm just sitting there like, yeah, okay, I'm like, I'm like, it's 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 um, actually hold on, I'm gonna sit this down. Once I have to go to the restroom. One second, I almost took you to the bathroom with me. That would have been good. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm on camera. You want me to do the interview? This isn't live, is it? Yeah, it's live. Everyone's sitting there. <laughs> like, oh, no, right. <laughs> she's, no, like, she's like, I'll edit that out. Is live? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking live. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll edit that out before I post. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll ask a couple more questions and I'll let you go. Um, so as for you, what what's the timeline? I mean, obviously, big win. I'm sure, I'm sure you're on a high right now. It's like I could beat anybody right now. Uh, but is realistically, what's the time frame for your return? Uh, I'm looking for like August, late August, September, and I'm looking. I'm like I said, I want. I would like to fight Ottoman. I already said I want to fight him or um, Yancey Medoras. Like that's a, like, he's a veteran fighter. He's been in the UFC for a while. But uh, those those are right. Azatar is 12 and 0, and like there's him, and I think there's one other undefeated fighter, Joe Flacky or whatever. I think he's on. He actually beat Luis Pena. Um, so I, I want to get either either three of them or get them all in a row, like <laughs> not the same night. <laughs> yeah, you know the death fight. Line them up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's go. But I, I like to um I like to get at least one of them or two of them, both of them. And like once I've got once I've gotten the four fights, then I'll start digging into like the top twenty, top fifteen guys and stuff like that. And there's some couple of guys I would like to mix in with. Like I'm just still like watching people and shit. Seeing how they're training, seeing how they're looking, like, like, all right, yeah, all right, that's cool, that's cool, cool. Just keep my eyes on them. One thing I noticed about your career is, with the exception of one fight, they've all been in the United States, with the exception of the one in, in uh, Toronto. Yes. Has, has fighting in the United States been, like, or is, like, I was talking to Drakkar, and one of the things he said was, he's like, A, I don't have a visa, and B, I get taxed everywhere else, so why would I go... Are you open to, to traveling elsewhere, or is it just? Yeah, I've, 
I've I've fought in China before. It just wasn't an MMA fight. It was like a ten minute shoot boxing fight. Ten straight fucking minutes, which was like one fucking earth. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm up for fighting anywhere. I wanted, I would love to travel the world from fighting and be able to go to different places and shit. I'm I'm trying to get a trip back to Africa. If the U, I, mean, I know I know the UFC has been trying to get to Africa. I knew it. I'm like, get my black ass on that car. <laughs> I'm like, my name is Kama for God's sake. I got an African name. Get my ass on this car. <laughs> they have they have some fighters there now that can really make oh, a yeah. pull, right? It's, we, um, I'm, I'm waiting. Like, I'm pretty sure they're trying to get France and Ghana to the title, and then they're trying to go to Africa. That's the that's the one country they haven't been able to get into yet. Um, they, um, so uh, and, and it's a huge, there's a huge African market for MMA, and yeah. then, like now there's a lot of, like fucking half of the fucking champions are fucking African. <laughs> like, like they're all like like uh, like uh, oh, what? yeah like Rick, it was Usman Israel and who else? Uh, Francis is right there. Francis is yeah. Right Francis there. is right there. Yeah. So that's a that's a lot, and they're all from the same fucking like like that, that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. So uh, I think they could sell that, and the combat sports it, it's it's like it's like going to like uh, like uh, Brazil and shit over there. Like it's bigger. The people the people are more behind it. In America, we we, we love our fighters, but they're not really behind us all like that. You know, we like football players and baseball players and all that. You know, we're like. People like us and we're cool to be around. Like, hey, motherfucker, move! I gotta get the, I gotta get the shack. Move your fucking ass! Out. <laughs> I mean, like, they knocking me over to get the shack and shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you pick LeBron James, even though Carl McGregor has kind of, but still, like, if you watch MMA, you kind of know who Carl. If you pick, yeah. you want to be Carl McGregor or Michael Jordan, but get the fuck out of my way. I'm gonna go meet Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan or Tom Brady. I'm gonna go meet Tom Brady. I'm gonna go meet. I'm gonna go meet LeBron James. Yeah, Carl McGregor's cool for MMA. But he's yeah. not fucking LeBron James, you know. Fucking that's the goat. That's fucking LeBron James, <laughs> you know. Yep. So it's it, it's different, like so. Um, but in other countries, it's it's different. You go to China. When I fought in China, we were treated like royalty over here. I was like, oh shit, like I don't, I, I ain't want to come back. It was it was just a different. It's a different. It's a different feel for how they treat um, combat athletes in other other countries and stuff. One thing that uh, I was talking to some of the guys I write with about was they, they haven't announced the cover of UFC 4. I said, how crazy would it be with everything going on in the world right now and opening up a market in Africa? How crazy would it be if you had Francis Ngannou in the back, all 265 pounds of that man, and then Izzy and Kamaru? That's what they should do. But then you have to realize America's racist as fuck. And if there's two, two black ass, three black ass dudes on the cover of man, people be flipping, oh, it's bullshit. They did that shit because it's Black Lives Matter. There's three black guys on the fucking cover this book. That's what happened. So, I mean, I mean, the USC is smart. They would do it to make money, yes, but they would also get backlash from it. It's, that's, it's just the way it is. Because there's the people that, oh, none of those motherfuckers are even Americans. <laughs> I'm just saying, have you have you seen America lately, dog? Like, we were not the brightest, not the brightest people you're, over here. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. I'm in Canada, so I, I avoid. Thankfully, I avoid all that stuff. One last <laughs> question: I saw on your Instagram story. You are not for getting a new phone. I just got a new phone the other day, and I'm still converting the contacts. What is it? Why don't you want a new phone? 
because I like this whole one and <laughs> I, I know how to do everything on this motherfucker. Why do I? Why I'm like, 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 even though right now, like, your video looks a lot clearer than mine. Everyone, your fucking video fucking sucks, man. Like, they're like, you were doing your Instagram live. It looks like you're shooting through a fucking potato. <laughs> Shit, I'm like, oh. So, I mean, I guess I'm, I, I just hate, like, you got to go get the new. The new, you gotta get your passwords. I don't know any of my fucking passwords. So like, like I don't get, I, I haven't got a new. Like I said, I think it's been like three and a half years, and my phone was old when I got it. I got it because it's the cheapest fucking phone in the fucking store. Like, like I'm like, give me that one because it costs, it costs eighty dollars. Give me that. I just, I mean, like, I'm like, I don't feel like going through the whole part. And then you go in there. What do they do? Oh, oh, I know you. Oh my god. Listen. So this iPhone 37. This thing can be synced into your fucking arm and it I'm like, I don't fucking need all that. I just need a fucking phone that can record some fucking videos. But you're in the Sprint store and they're trying to sell you a new fucking house. And like, we got security systems, robots, robot dogs, robot children. I'm like, yo, I don't need all that shit. I came here for a fucking phone. And then they look at you like you're a Neanderthal if you don't just take like the bait. I'm like, give me that fucking walkie-talkie right there. <laughs> $36, motherfuckers. Keep fucking with me. <laughs> That's just how I feel. I'm sorry. Um, all the uh, once again, man. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. You're one of the funniest guys I've ever interviewed. Right. Your 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 interview interview skills are real. I like this. Like it's a real. I told I, I put a shout out to people. I'm like yo, if you're doing an interview with me, be fucking real. I'm like be a real person. Don't just ask the UFC. Don't basic question. I'm like be real. Be personal. Tell me something about yourself like that. This was. It was a perfect interview. I could, like, as you can see, it's been long as hell. It's super, super, super fun. There's no problem with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that. I saw your post. I was like, okay, well, I'm not prepping anything. I'm just going to do a little bit of research, yeah. but uh, it, we'll just talk so and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, man. Thank you for the time. Hope, hopefully, I will see you back in there in August, and hopefully, uh, you'll knock off and go 3-0. and Yes, sir, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And don't, yeah, don't catch yeah. me. Oh, seriously, motherfuckers is dropping like flies right now. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. What's his name? Just got, he, he just, um, Frankie Edgar's opponent just pulled yeah. out. Pedro yeah, Pedro Munoz like, now, too. I'm just, every night I come back and just, like, sit in a bathtub of, of a fucking, <laughs> of lights on and shit to make sure I can catch his shit. I need to keep fighting. Real money. I need to make some money. <laughs> All right, man. All right, nice man. Talking. All the best. I appreciate it. Not a problem, man. Peace.